0: Uh, The Gary Danielson Report is brought to you by the U.S. Army. Join the team that makes a difference. And by Mavis Discount Tire. Save on tires at Mavistire.com. Gary Danielson joins us as he does each fall uh, for some college football. Gary, welcome. How are you? Hey,
1: Mike. I'm ready to go. We had uh, great kickoff for college football a week ago. Sure did. Week, week two is probably better in the, in the lineup of games.
0: Yeah, Very and I'll tell you, I was impressed by a couple of teams, even though things didn't bounce right. I was impressed by Georgia Tech. I thought they have a good team. I thought they had one of the better. I thought he had a better group on offense than he's had in a long time. I, I thought that I thought that uh, he looked pretty good. I was surprised how good Virginia Tech looked. Uh, I thought yeah. there was some pretty good, and obviously Bama's Bama, and Michigan's Michigan. I I think Michigan showed you they're going to be very strong.
1: All right, let's go through that a little bit because I think I think you're right. I, I'll tell you what I was really impressed or struck me about that Georgia Tech Tennessee game. One, I want to give Tennessee a little credit. They've always seemed to have, you know, in tight ball games, not come through too many times. And I think Butch is, Butch Jones has always known that this is the final step for them. You know, he's recruited recruited pretty good teams players there. But they haven't gotten back to that elite status. I mean, they're getting their butt kicked by Georgia Tech. Let's be honest in yes. that game; they're getting killed, physical killed. And and think about it: if you're a Tennessee football player, it, when you get recruited by Tennessee, you're probably turning down you know Alabama or Auburn and choosing Tennessee. You don't even return the phone calls to Georgia Tech when you're that, and they're kicking your butt. But they hung in there and finished it off. So. I give them credit for that. I think that's a good sign if you're a Tennessee fan. And he's been under a lot of
0: pressure for not winning those games. Yeah,
1: you know. But I do give credit to Paul Johnson. And in a way, what struck me the most is I think Paul was almost rubbing all of the critics' nose into it. You know, everybody's got the modern football with the hurry up and all. And all that stuff is good. And it all works with the signs, you know, the pictures of Lee Corso or, you know, a Burger King guy or whatever with the fast offense. Here's Paul Johnson standing on the, side, the sideline, and as I said, the Frank Broyles Stadium. Basically, I'm thinking it could have been Frank Broyles uh, rotating the plays in one by one, and just going and cuddling and just moving the ball for 600 yards. It was it was kind of fun to see, but it was a very good football game. It was. I'd like to again finish off with uh, you mentioned Michigan. You know, they they played a challenged. Uh, offensive team in Florida. They, You know, Florida fans will tell you, they've been seeing that since 2009. For whatever reason, whoever coaches there, um, they cannot find an offense that moves the ball with any threat consistently or even inconsistently to be a little bit more accurate. So Michigan, uh, they are real. I mean, they played placed a lot of guys. You can tell there has not been a big talent drop-off in the way that Jimmy has built that team. You know they're going to get better by the time the season ends, and Ohio State travels there in November, and they're going to be a legitimate hurdle for Ohio State. But I, I thought we need to slow down just a bit for Michigan because Florida has had trouble moving the ball against anybody, and Florida played without their two best offensive players. No question, players. So they did. I'm didn't. going to give them. A, I'm going to give them another week as
0: well. All right, a couple sure. of things here, uh, and it's going to be very interesting, and that is. Are these SEC teams, which we know are good, are the other teams good or not? You know, people I think are overrating Clemson right now, and I've loved Clemson the last two years. Right, right. And I want to see how they deal with Auburn. That'll be interesting to see. That'll it, be <laughs> a very interesting game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn beat them.
1: Well, I would be, only because of the talent that Dabo Sweeney has brought back, especially on his offensive line and defensive line. Uh, I still think they've got us strong with Dean Kane and Hunter Renfro, two really good receivers. Uh, and listen, uh, we will see, because I do agree with you in one part of it. It might be the most balanced, Auburn football team, maybe all the way back to two thousand and four. I think it is. I think it is. I know they won the championship in ten, and I know they got there in thirteen. But that was an offensive heavy football team. This is a little more balanced team. So you you could be right, but I still would be a little. And bit I and listen, I've have. been I've
0: been on Clemson. I picked them to win the national title two years in I a know, row. So now I mean, this Debo, one,
1: Debo
0: how about this one? Great job. He does. He's done a brilliant job. Number two, this one. Notre Dame does not have as good of players as Georgia. Now, Notre Dame's favorite in this game. Wow. Georgia's always a hard team to figure, though, because they'll, they they right. can play down to any opponent. We know they right. have players. Has Notre Dame restocked the cupboard? Are they ready to play with a Georgia, or are they not going to be able to play with Georgia both ways?
1: Mike, I think the picture, when you think about uh, Georgia, uh, you may be thinking back, a couple of years in that, you know, you're thinking Gurley and A.J. Green and, you know, Alex Ogletree and, you know, all the guys they produced. I thought last year's team, uh, everybody focused in on the freshman quarterback, Jacob Eason, but I thought Jacob had a tough chore. He was a true freshman quarterback with a brand-new coaching staff with a receiving core that had no go-to player Nick Chubb was coming off a horrific injury, and their offensive line was one of the weaker ones they had. It's easy to circle the freshman quarterback and notice all his mistakes, but I thought it was a kind of a team effort. I, I didn't see the supremely talented Georgia team last year that I was used to seeing. I would agree with you. Like, So you Georgia think Georgia talent, talent is
0: not... Do you think he's not recruiting typical Georgia players?
1: Well, I, I think it... They, for whatever reason, they must have made a, a, a few bad choices. And I don't think last year's team was a town. I do think this year's better. I would agree with that. But I, I, I think it's a big chore to walk into Notre Dame Stadium with a true freshman quarterback, uh, first road game. Jake Fromm. He's he's highly thought of. You know, he's the kid that played in the Little League World Series. Yep. He's been on big stage. Everybody uh, has been raving about him. Uh, he's a gamer, but it's still Notre Dame. And, uh, you know, Notre Dame's unique. I, 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 I made a joke to somebody. Notre Dame is the only school that can go 4-8. You know, I played quarterback for 4-8 teams. You're risking your job as a quarterback when you go 4-8. Well, Notre Dame last year went 4-8, and, and all three of their quarterbacks on their team are starting this year. Wimbush is back, the third-string quarterback, starting at Notre Dame. Yep. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser's starting for the Browns, yep. and Malik Zare may be starting for Florida. How does that ever happen? So I, I suspect... That Notre Dame, even though I think their schedule's brutal, and and I picked them to only win six games, uh, I know this is a tough matchup. But boy, walking in there with a true freshman quarterback, I think is going to be a huge challenge. Fascinating,
0: Ohio State, Oklahoma. As Oklahoma, now some people think their quarterback. You know, is taking a backseat to the guys in California, but that he might be I as agree. good as anybody in the country. How about that matchup? Is Oklahoma ready to play with uh, mighty Ohio State?
1: Well, they I know they're ready. I mean, there, there's like six or seven teams that are talented enough to all beat each other, and they are one of them. You know, USC, Oklahoma. You know, you know, Michigan, Ohio State. It looks like Penn State has got that talent level back. LSU, Alabama. Florida State. We all know that those teams. So yes, I think it's a pretty even matchup. But I, I thought the best thing that could ever happen to Urban Meyer's team was when they struggled in the first half against Indiana, that had a very similar offense. Remember, Kevin Wilson started that yep. Indiana thing rolling out of there, and he yep. now handed it off. So they and he was the offensive coordinator under Stoops at Oklahoma. So they got almost a practice game ready and they did not succeed. I remember back in 2014, uh, Vern and I and CBS opened the season with Navy playing Ohio State, and Navy almost knocked off Ohio State in that football game. Ohio State retooled, and Urban took them to the national championship. So I, I, I think Ohio State is the most talented team in the country. I agree. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I
0: think Ohio State wins this game a couple touchdowns.
1: I, I, I like Ohio State. I think they'll be ready, but you're right. I mean, in college football, the domination of the quarterback, because in the in the NFL, a quarterback can dominate it, but they're too nervous about running their quarterback uh, because they just can't afford to. You're paying them $20 million and you, you can't run them in that offense. But in college, you can make him your leading rusher attack, maybe not in total carries, but in, in important rushes and passing. So... It'll be a great game to watch. I will tell
0: you that. But I'm going to take Ohio State. All right, USC Stanford is Stanford. Yeah. ready to, now. Stanford when they're good, they're every bit as good as USC. Oh, no, and sta- And and you know how we know how well they're coached, and we know how physical they play. I love. I don't like. I love the USC quarterback. To me, he's Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's going to be a tremendous pro. Uh, I think he's. I think he's the dynamic player right now in college. How do you think? But is Stanford ready for this?
1: I think they are. I mean, Bryce Love will replace McCaffrey. We had him in the Sun Bowl. They're loaded, they're tough, and they're recruiting those offensive and defensive linemen to be as physical a team as anybody in the country. Uh, Keller, Chris, their quarterback, he hurt his knee in that game. He's coming back. If he has a good game, they can beat anyone. However, I agree with you on USC. I picked them to make the playoffs, and here's why. They do have a brutal schedule. And there's no way any coach in the country could have got Notre Dame ready, excuse me, um, USC ready to play that first game against Western Michigan. I mean, if you're at USC and a Michigan team is coming in to play you, they better not have a direction in front of their to get out <laughs> because, because after they play Western Michigan, here's their schedule. Stanford's coming in, then Texas is coming in, then they're at Cal, who's improved, and then they're at Washington State, which is going to be a test with Leach And then they round out their schedule. The second half playing a very physical Utah at Notre Dame, and then they wrap it up playing Josh Rosen against UCLA. They literally have seven brutal games before they play the big the Pac-12 championship. I still think they're going to get to the playoffs.
0: All right, and how about TCU, Arkansas?
1: Well, it's very the the style is so different between these two teams. Um, You know, it's it's. You know, I covered Gary Patterson so long, the job he's done at TCU. Uh, Mike, when I first started doing this back in 90 and 91 and 92, when uh, Brad and I went to do a game at TCU, I looked around TCU and thought, how does this team even continue to play football in three or four years? The facilities were so bad, and Gary has built that program into an unbelievable program originally based on defense. But now he's gone to the wide-open offense as well because he had Trevor Boykin at quarterback, and they've stayed with it. They're extremely fast, extremely talented, and they get a lot of guys back on defense. They've got great experience with 17 seniors. Um, I think they may have one of the real dark horses for being a good team. Brett's here, at, and I asked him, just got done interviewing Brett in Arkansas. I said, Brett, what is missing? And he just said, we still, finally, it took me three or four years to build the team from top to bottom the way I envisioned it, the way I I had it at Wisconsin. I think we're ready, and we have a veteran team, and we're very physical. I think it's a great matchup. It ended up in double overtime last year. And the last time Bielma and Gary Patterson have faced each other, both games, have ended on a two-point play. One time, TCU and the Rose Bowl knocked down the pass. And then last year, Arkansas scored with a two-point play. It's a really going to be a matchup game, and both teams, because of their schedules in front of them, need this game badly.
0: I tell you what—I was saying this coming in this week. What a renaissance for college football! I mean, college it football really is. is really having a great time. If you, it,
1: watch, if you watched last night, Andy Reid incorporated more of the college football offensive principles. So, You know, since anything that Chip he did it differently than Chip Kelly. He still huddled. He still took his time, but he used a lot of those motion attacks, edges, a lot of the zone reads, the double option RPOs. Alex Smith's one of the brightest quarterbacks in that league, and you know uh, I've known Bill forever, but last night I thought he got caught off guard by Andy Reid. No, oh, he did.
0: He had a lot of trouble with. And they got guys. They shook guys free for big plays, which is something that does, does not happen against yeah, the England. The they do not give up together, big plays. Yes,
1: absolutely. The speed he's put together. And I thought, you know, Alex Smith, you know, all the stuff he's taken as a quarterback ever since he's come into this league and now he's got a first-round pick behind him. Everybody's waiting for him to stumble. He walks into that stadium. That's a true pro right there, Alex
0: Uh, Smith. Yeah, well, listen, it should be fun. We're looking forward to the college football. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All right, Gary Danielson on college football, and it will be a good year for that.